Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. You guys, I'm recording from a new place, new location unlocked, new to you guys at least. I am recording from my parents' house. Um, I am here because I come down here every week to go to school at Grand Valley. I am finishing up a degree in psychology, which I started a long time ago, but back then the program was a Bachelor's of Art. Now it's a Bachelor's of Science. So I had to do some prereqs. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to finish this up. I'll be graduating next year and then I'm moving on to grad school at Ferris State University for social work. So I'm here at my parents' house, the house I grew up at. Um, it's so crazy because this house is like, I think 150 years old. It's right downtown. It's literally not even a block away from like the main Washington street. If you guys are familiar with Grand Haven at all. Um, so I grew up like being able to watch the fireworks and the musical fountain, like from my backyard, um, really like a, definitely an idyllic Hollywood or Hollywood, an idyllic, um, what am I trying to say? not Hollywood. Anyway, it was a great location to grow up. Childhood. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Not Hollywood. Where is your mind, Lindsay? Um, so it's crazy. So what I'm trying to say is the house is 150 years old. So it's been through a lot of renovations. Um, the stairwell was really steep. So after I moved out, the stairwell, the stairs were flipped around. So they used to go up from right outside the kitchen. Now they go up from the living room. So the stairway is opposite of what it was when I grew up here. And my old bedroom is now my parents' bedroom. So I don't get to sit and hang out in my old room anymore, which is kind of like a love-hate thing. Like I am okay with the fact that I don't get to sit in there anymore because you know, I've just, I've moved on. <laughs> um, but also I kind of wonder what it'd be like, but I do love this front bedroom that I'm in my mom's old bedroom. Um, I love this house. I love the location. Same thing with my nanny's house here in town in Grand Haven. It's just such a cool town, such a great place to grow up. And when Eddie and I would visit here from California, for the holidays and stuff, coming here is what inspired us to move to Michigan, to move back to Michigan. So there's just so many good memories. The bedroom I stay in when I'm down here for school is called the Hall of Elders um, because there are pictures and mementos from like parents, grandparents. Um, there's some of my old stuff, like my old prom dress that probably only fits like one leg of mine now. <laughs> Um, like my old Halloween costumes. There's like, you know, one of my senior pictures that's framed, um, all sorts of like cool mementos and things like that to remind us of like where we came from. And there's like a guest book that you fill out when you spend the night. I don't fill that out here. 
every week. Um, I have enough diaries and journals that I write in. I just woke up not too long ago and I wrote in my daily journal. And then I have been writing. I'm so excited to tell you guys. I have been slowly writing more of my story of my life. And what I mean by that is, you know how I wrote so many blog posts about how I met Eddie and our relationship and how it evolved. Um, because I love the story of how I met Eddie because I love him dearly. And also because some of the circumstances about around how we met and what happened are interesting. And also I just want to write my story. So what I decided to do, I've always wanted to write like an autobiography. Um, and I've been listening to Britney Spears book, um, on Audible on my drives. And she's not a prolific writer by any means, but because of that, it's inspired me to write my own story because I'm also not a pro prolific writer, but like her, I write exactly how I talk. So when you're reading something of mine, it's exactly how I'd say it to you in person. And that's why this podcast has come so easily to me. And that's why Obviously, my listeners, there's more of you every week. I don't know where you're coming from, but let me know. Um, obviously, you guys like it too because you're listening and you're liking and you're rating it. And this has just been incredible. And so it's inspired me to start writing more. So I was, I've always been overwhelmed with the process of writing my story. So I decided to write my story in terms of if it's a blog post. So I started to just take little increments of my life and my story and little timelines and write it and name it like it's a blog post and then write it out. And then yeah, I get to the next part and write it. So I will start reading that to you guys soon. Um, I'm just dealing with I don't know if imposter syndrome is the way to put it. It's just, I feel like since I just wrote it, it's not very interesting. It's not, you know, there's not like me getting arrested or me going to the Playboy Mansion or anything. So I feel like it's interesting, but I think 1000% it is. And I just have so many things to share about my journey and about my struggles. And since I'm very open and honest about what I've been through, I feel like I have some things and tidbits to share with people that help them. I've had hundreds of people tell me over the years that I've helped them complete strangers, even to this day, say they're helped by my blog and now even by my podcast. So that's just inspired me to keep going and keep writing. And if there's one thing about writers, you know, writers are going to write. So yeah, I'm just, this has just been exciting since starting this podcast, a dialogue has opened up even with my girlfriends about writing. And some of my friends have started writing more, which is so cool. I've got one friend that talks about writing a screenplay about her life. I've got another girlfriend that bought like a new journal to start writing in. Um, so this has just been so cool, you guys, and so inspiring. And I love you. I just love you guys for tuning in every week. And like I, I keep saying, there's more of you and there's more downloads every week. And that just, that's so cool. So welcome, welcome back to Love Lindsay.
I decided since I'm home, I'm going to read some blog posts about some travels, some trips I've been on with my family. Since I'm here at my family's house, I decided why not? So this is going to be some blog posts about some trips that I have gone on with them. And this trip was really cool. It was a out West trip when Eddie and I still lived out there, but my parents obviously don't. So they came out West to do this big road trip with us. We had just purchased our, our new van, what was new to us at the time. Um, and it was the van that first started our business as well. Like all the seats can fold back or down into the floor so you can fit a gurney back there. Um, but we weren't using for it that at the time. Um, and so it was this perfect, like nice big vehicle to go on a family road trip in. So that's what we did. And I call these blog posts, let's go L E T S go. Um, because my mom made these cool like bandanas she had them printed and it says let's explore and because the l-e-t-s was lindsay eddie tina and scott so and she had our names put like on the letters that like stood for our name but it said let's explore i don't know if you want to check out this blog post so you can see the picture of the bandana it's Go to first go to lindsayloomis.com and then on the top you'll see the Barbie Dream House and click on that. That's the blog. And you can search in the bar either travel blog or let's go. And let's go, part one. This was written July 5th, 2018. And I was very much in the depths of but starting slowly to come out of my kind of bedridden house, housebound depression. It was a huge deal for me to go on this trip. I remember, you know, trying to get ready physically by like using the elliptical in our condo. And um, I had to have Eddie's mom come watch Peanut because Peanut needed fluids every day. And it was just going to be a huge deal. Like I was worried about my endurance because there was going to be a lot of hiking and just being out all day around people. And it just was not like what I was used to. So that's just kind of the headspace I was in. So let's get into it. I start the blog saying, I'm back. So soon, I think it's a new record for me as far as back-to-back -back blogging goes, but I've got a trip to take you on, so let's go explore. First of all, there was Reno, and then I talk about how my mom is the OG queen of creativity and marketing guru, and she designed the... Um, the things with our like trip logo on it um, and all like the emails and like the, the documents about this trip and like our itinerary all had the logo on it too. It was crazy. Um, and I talk about how we received the scarves that were printed and um, 
And so what I did is I created some travel journals or like field notebooks and I printed out the let's explore um, image graphic and then I pasted it onto the front of these journals so everybody got like a travel journal. So it was just like this big deal. Um, so I start off saying we are very weary travelers arriving to the Whitney Peak Hotel in Reno, Nevada. Our two bedroom bathroom suite with a shared living room and kitchen was such a welcome sight. And then I put pictures in there. There was like really cool rustic furniture and decor and like mirrors all over and lots of like Edison bulbs. Um, and I say, I got out all of the fun stuff we have had to purchase for our adventure to show off. And yes, Seely got some new accessories too. I know it's too much, but you only live once. So I packed some stuff for Seely for the trip. Um, like old American girl doll accessories. Like I had the Molly doll growing up. And so he has on her like rain slicker hat and her like Girl Scout mess kit and like little flashlight that actually works. I don't know. I'm crazy. I think I even got him. Yeah, I got him like a rolling suitcase. Like if you go to like any like store that has toys now, they have things that are like American Girl doll sized and like on the cheap. So I got him like a rolling suitcase and like... <laughs> uh um a sleeping bag yeah i'm ridiculous i got stuff for my special stuffed seal i also got this matching cat like head pillow like neck pillow and like face eye cover thing and then i go on to say the weather was beautiful sunny and pretty warm and we even got to enjoy a thunderstorm while sitting outside covered while eating our hotel was hiking themed and catered to the type of travelers that were heading to Yosemite for some recreation. And that would be us. They had this amazing water bottle filler on each floor by the elevators that offered cold filtered and alkaline enhanced water. Perfect for someone who drinks gallons of water a day like me. And I was on like a kick of alkaline water. You guys then like our grocery delivery was from Whole Foods and I would get like bottles and bottles of this alkaline water. I don't know if it was just like trendy then, but it was just the thing to drink. Then I go on to say we walked along the river and enjoyed seeing locals and travelers in the sun walking their dogs. We stopped in a huge antique store and oh my God, if you're trying to get me to get out of somewhere fast, don't let me go into an antique store. I love all the vintage pins and costume jewelry. There are a small list of things I look for as souvenirs when I travel. First, there's magnets for Eddie's sister because we mail each other a magnet whenever we go somewhere. And Eddie and his sister have done it their whole lives. And I think it's a cute way to stay in touch. And then I look for snow globes. I look for pins. And I look for items that are tiny enough for my dollhouse and antiques. And then this next portion is called alone time needed in room. <laughs> as far as keeping my anxiety and depression at bay, I realized I had to find a complete balance between experiencing everything and knowing when it's time to be alone for a while. Obviously, one may wonder why a depressed or anxious person would want to be alone. It is odd. However, 
when I am in a maintenance stage of my illness, when I am functioning for the most part, I realize it's because I take time alone when I need it to chill out or meditate. And I need to keep my diet right, get some sun. I don't drink alcohol and I go to bed as early as possible. That's still me. When I am not in a severe depressive relapse episode, I'm unable to do these things and much more. But doing these things while feeling well helps me feel better longer. Dealing with heavy exhaustion the first day. This is like just so sad to realize like where I was, you guys. Just even just the way I wrote this is just not my usual self. Anyway, that first day where we got up, had breakfast, got dressed, and went out into the masses, oh my God, I have to admit it felt a little surreal. Surreal, Not in a, wow, the sun feels great and the water is so pretty and it smells like summer, but surreal as in, I don't belong here, I am housebound, I am out of my element. Among the beautiful scenery and idyllic atmosphere, I had to fight my thoughts on a consistent basis, telling myself that everything was okay. I had a few small panic attacks. I can walk through these now because I've grown so accustomed to them. I wanted to run and hide in the room so bad. I forced myself to stay out and about with everyone when all I wanted to do was run back to the room. When visiting a museum was up next, even though I love museums, I decided to hang back at the room and do some reading. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, heartbreaking in a sense. Like I realized that like being on vacation, having to go back to the room is not that big of a deal, but just to think of like where I am now and how I can like go out and like participate in a lot of things, especially at least during the day. Like I'll still go to bed before everyone else, but yeah. By the way, the book I brought on this trip is a must read. It taught me a lot about Yosemite and the history and the behind the scenes. It was written by a retired park ranger. The book is called Death in Yosemite. (laughs) I'm still very much myself, though, when it comes to my morbid interests. It's pretty interesting given my laid back attitude talking about death. I didn't know it was that popular of a book until I saw it for sale in every single gift shop of the greater Yosemite area. My mom suggested a good book to which we read before the trip to help us plan it. So yeah, that first day where I right away recognized the parts of traveling that were going to be harder for me, I kept these things in mind and continued on. Daily life of emotion sickness prone traveler on a constant dose of Dramamine. Okay, so I am one of those rare people who get extremely car sick, and I mean bad, and it happens fast. I have been that way my whole life. I always have Dramamine on me in my purse at any time because sometimes just running errands as a passenger will make me sick. I have to sit in the front seat, and I have to take Dramamine. Well, I found a whole lot more goodies for us motion sickness-prone people, and they all worked great. I'm about to hook you up with the best motion sickness shopping list ever. So then I have the list on here of things to get and the links from Amazon. This was before I even had like an Amazon influencer account. So that's weird. Um, There's Dramamine, non-drowsy Dramamine, ginger only natural Dramamine, motion sickness patches, C-bands, and then these things called gingins, which I still love. They're just like ginger flavor candies. 
And then I say, I was battling drowsiness the entire time, unfortunately. Not every non-drowsy motion sickness med is foolproof. Just a disclaimer. I hope you're enjoying reading my travel journey. I have been having fun writing this. It really puts in perspective what mental illness looks like in modern day life. XOXO, Lindsay. Yeah, not my typical type of... It's just not my typical like way of writing, but this is just really interesting, kind of cringy, but also I think just a good thing to like read to see like how far I've come. So I'm looking for in the blog, let's go part two. So I found let's go explore part two. And this is part two of the travel blog for this out west road trip. This was published July 20th, 2018. Welcome back to Traveling with Anxiety, where I take you on vacation with me. Next stop, Yosemite National Park. And then there's a like a gorgeous picture I took of Half Dome taken from Glacier Point. God, I want to go back so bad. First, there was the drive to Yosemite. Out, our drive there was smooth thanks to Eddie's fantastic driving and our brand new caravan. I named the van BBW, and we still call her BB Dubs. The treacherous mountain pass has called for a full arsenal of motion sickness prevention, but was well worth it. And we took Ebbets Pass to get there. The Awani Majestic Hotel. After all the twisting and turning and winding down the mountains, we made it to the Yosemite Valley floor where a majority of the camp is. Not that we were camping, really. We were lucky enough to get reservations at the notorious Awani Majestic. It can take up to a year or more on a waiting list for room reservations there. This is, I mean, still to me, to this day, it's absolutely incredible that I got to stay at this hotel. Thank you to my parents. It's by far the nicest hotel there since most people are camping or staying in lodges. It's beautiful and historic and Eddie and I stayed in our own private cottage suite while my mom and dad stayed in the main building. So Eddie and I had our own like little cabin. And then I talk about the Awani, the name of the hotel, the meeting, the meaning of the name. The Yosemite people called Yosemite Valley Awuni or Awani for gaping or large mouth, where the stem awa or owo means mouth and the suffix, suffix ni means large. This referred to the appearance of the Yosemite Valley walls from the village of Awani, which was located on the valley floor. The spelling used by Bunnell was Awani or later Awani with two e's at the end. The Yosemite people called themselves Awanichi or dwellers of Awani. Awani originally referred to the largest and most powerful Indian village in the valley, located a half mile west of Yosemite Village and north and south of Northside Drive, but the word also came to mean the entire valley. And then I just have like a little video I took of our little cottage cabin. Night hike. 
Although once we settled and had some dinner, the sun had gone down, but we couldn't wait to explore a little until the next morning. So we went on a little impromptu, unguided night hike. I put the work hike. I put the word hike in quotes because we really didn't go too far. But the blackness of the night and the use of red headlamps to see the stars easier made it seem much further. I was a little bummed out. I couldn't see the pinks, blues, and purples of the Milky Way because it was overcast. But then the coolest thing happened. While we were returning from our night adventure, smelling of deet and sporting our bear whistles, camel packs, and headlamps, we were unlocking the door to our cottage when I looked up in the sky as the clouds cleared momentarily. And what do I see? The ISS slowly arcing its way across the darkness like we were like they were passing over just to say hello to me. It was the brightest magnitude I had ever seen. The moment was fleeting and meant to be. So I'm still into this, but not as much as I was back then. Um, I have this app on my phone that tells you what satellites are going over at what time. Um, and I was obsessed with... we my husband and I are ham radio certified. So you can use the ham radios to like bounce your signal off of satellites and find out like information about them, like who sent them up. It's usually, you know, for like GPS companies or like phone companies or whatever weather satellites. And I was obsessed with also citing the ISS, the international space station. So in back at the condo, in San Francisco, though I didn't leave the house much, I would always sit out on the balcony and my phone would tell me when the ISS is going over and I'd watch and it would tell me when there were um, other satellites going over that I would look at. It would also tell me when there were meteor showers. So I've always been like a, someone that I refer to as like a stay at home astronaut. <laughs> um, is very much into like outer space and the technology of satellites. I've always said that in another life, if I could start school from scratch with a better knowledge of um, dyslexia, that I would go to school um, to work with weather satellites. I just think that would be that just be such a cool job. Let's get back to the blog post. This part of the blog post is titled The Big One, Mist Trail. And then I give a link to find out about the trail and the waterfalls. This hike was so hard, but worth it. I don't know what I was thinking, but it never occurred to, occurred to me that hiking up waterfalls would be uphill. I know that sounds ridiculous. Once we arrived and I saw it was all uphill, it changed my perception of what the hike would be like. I was picturing walking along a straight path with excellent views and conversation. LOL. This is an uphill assault that we battled through as a family. And let me tell you, it was so worth it. When the exhaustion and taking breaks gets obnoxious, you have the silly food begging squirrels to make you laugh. I couldn't believe how tremendous the roar of the water was. It was life-changing. I am so grateful that I was able to go and able to hike up this trail. You guys, all of the elliptical hours in the world could not have prepared me for that hike. It was literally like almost a 90-degree angle, like straight up. 
by far not the hardest hike in Yosemite, but for someone like me that was like housebound, it was rough. It'd probably be rough for me even now. Nutrition and how I dealt with having to add some dairy and gluten into my diet while on the road. Starting earlier this year, I began to take gluten and dairy out of my diet. I am willing to give almost anything a try when it comes to helping my depression and anxiety. So I felt like if these items were harder to to digest, then I could use that extra energy. And it has been working great. I did lose a few pounds, but my main focus was on how it helped helped me mentally. And so far, it's been a success. I started incorporating small amounts of dairy and gluten about two weeks before we left. I didn't want to have to be stuck with not being able to participate in meals when the menu was limited. I still had a hard time at first, but I normally have troubles digesting when I travel anyway. Bodhi and the almost stolen cursed glass. We visited Bodhi, which is a for real abandoned mining town. It was more than I dreamt of. So beautiful and haunting. I almost took a piece of green antique glass from the ground when Eddie reminded me of the Bodhi curse. I almost did something illegal. And what's the Bodhi curse, you might ask? Bodhi's inhabitants were of hardy stock, fiercely possessive of what they had built in this barren desert, and it is said that the long-dead spirits want to ensure that what they left behind remains intact. According to legend, anyone who removes anything, large or small, from the town is cursed with a string of bad luck. Misfortune and tragedy are heaped upon the victim until a stolen item is returned. Some claim that the ghosts of Bodhi patrol the crumbling ruins to guard against thieves. And then there are some pictures I took in the ghost town of Bodhi. And then I finish off the blog saying, hope you enjoyed today's part of our vacation. Next post will be taking us to Lake Tahoe and Virginia City, Nevada. So let's find, let's go explore part three. This one was published a little bit later. Um, It was August 12, 2018. I'm back again to write about the conclusion of our trip earlier this summer. I'm about to cram a whole lot of sightseeing into this post, so buckle your seatbelts. Then I posted a picture of the Lake Tahoe hoodie that I got. Staying in room while others ran to the store for more supplies. Riveting. (laughs) I found I needed and enjoyed some alone time again once we arrived to our hotel in Lake Tahoe. The hotel room was amazing and it had an in-suite jacuzzi tub and double-headed showers to help relax our bones after all the hiking in the rain and exploring a desert mountain town. I planned ahead of time and brought a few scented fragrant jewel bath bombs. Oh, I loved these bath bombs back in this time of my life. They were so cool. They would like dissolve and there'd be like a nice like ring inside, like sterling silver. The bath bomb my husband and I used was rose scented. It felt so amazing on our skin afterwards. And of course, each product comes with its own ring. And then I posted a picture of, oh yeah, this was cool because it was a, garnet like ruby colored red heart stone ring 
And it kind of matched my wedding rings, except my wedding rings were garnet and rose gold instead of silver. But I did benefit from some alone time once we arrived when Eddie and my parents went to the store to pick up some more supplies. I curled up with the super awesome book I was reading. Here's a link to the amazing book I was reading, Off the Wall, Death in Yosemite. You guys, I was obsessed with this book and it was probably like the most anxiety inducing book you could read on a vacation because it was all about how all the deaths took place in Yosemite and how all the rescue operations went and the mysteries of Yosemite. And just, it was like crazy that I wrote this or excuse me, that I read this while I was on a trip there, but it was seriously such a cool book. You guys should check it out. Anyway, forcing myself to enjoy the hot tub when I wanted to just curl up in bed. And the very fact I have to force myself to enjoy a hot tub, that's so sad. Let's bring up self-care, pretty self-care. Not all self-care is fun and pretty, but even pretty self-care is important. I don't know how many of you all are married and still feel insecure in your own body around your spouse, but I am sure that is a lot of you. I sometimes have balls of brass and don't care about showing my ass in front of Eddie. Some days, though, I still feel insecure. So this puts me in the ridiculous position of being talked into getting into a nice jacuzzi tub. Yes, I had to be talked into it. How sad is that? I'm so glad that I listened to him because it was such a relaxing and fun time and great memory for both of us. God, you guys, I was so insecure. I didn't even want to get in a hot tub with my own husband. I just, I've come so far. Then I say, leave me a comment below if you ever feel the same way, insecure around someone you've been with for a long time, married or not, let me know below, lol. I don't think anybody commented. <laughs> Finding snow globes, magnets, pins, and retro hoodies at each place. As I mentioned in an earlier post, I like to collect snow globes from each different place I visit. Here is a part of my growing collection. And then I took a picture of my snow globes so far. I have them from Boston, Chicago, Las Vegas, the Queen Mary and Long Beach, California, Yosemite and Lake Tahoe. And Virginia City, back to our wedding spot for the first time since getting married. It was crazy being back in Virginia City for the first time since our wedding. Our wedding was amazing. I think it deserves a blog post of its own, which, as you guys know, I've written and done even a whole podcast episode on. Since our three-year anniversary is coming up, I think I'll post a blog all about our destination wedding and the incredible things that happened. You guys, how many blog posts have I read where I've said that? And then like how many years did it take me to actually write that? Then I took pictures of our room in Virginia City at the same hotel we always stay at. This next part is called choosing which activities to opt out of. I would start out in the morning with plenty of energy, but after touring an opera house, a museum, a historic tavern, it can feel like a whole day's worth of stuff for me. And at this point, after doing this many fun things, it could only, it could only be 11 a.m. I have to pick and choose the things I really want to do and what I want to opt out of. Lucky, my hubby is down for anything at any time and was able to join mom and dad while I rested back at the hotel. 
why I have been abstaining from alcohol and how that affected my trip. I am a self-proclaimed past and recovered party girl, for sure. Over the years, my social life has dwindled down as it does for most. But having cocktails on almost a daily basis never really stopped until last fall. Oh, wow. I'd only been like not drinking for like a year. I don't know what it is, but I just stopped drinking altogether. I didn't do it on purpose at first. Once I realized I was drinking less and less, I decided to just cut alcohol out altogether. Again, it's just another thing to try and feel healthier. I wish I could say it was life-changing and I lost 20 pounds and I'm a completely different person, but that's not what happened. I always assumed that if I quit drinking, I would lose so much weight. Nope, not this girl. What the hell? Why? Okay, I'm done crying about weight loss struggle for now. But I did indulge in a few cocktails while on my trip. And I've had some occasions since then where I've had a few drinks. And honestly, it just makes me tired for the most part. However, I did have so much fun drinking with family at my brother's wedding and it felt wonderful. And I guess that just means that is what drinking is all about. Fun times with other people. I no longer use alcohol to unwind after a long day. I already have enough chemicals in my body from all the prescription drugs I'm prescribed and take in the name of finding relief from my symptoms. But I love me a drinking crowd. Don't get me wrong. I am a Loomis after all. Thanks for taking this trip with me. I hope you had fun and learned about traveling with mental illness. We know that depression and anxiety does not take a vacation when we travel. It's an everyday thing. Coming up on my blog, my anniversary and revisiting the wedding, what holistic supplements I've been trying and how they help, and cannabis for mental health, and a job. Oh, that's right. I did get a job shortly after that. Someone did comment on this blog post. Such a realistic eye-opener. I see the elephant travels with you, so you must allow for that. Still, what a great trip and family time. I love that you provide links in your blog. Excellent. Mm. I've always just had like such great like support from people. And even though these blog posts weren't very interesting, it just shows like where I was and how I had so much support then. And because of that support, I am where I'm at today. And that's just amazing to me. So I think that pretty much wraps up today's episode of the podcast. Um, we It's November 1st today, and I'm excited because we get to do our Day of the Dead things tonight when I get back home, when I drive back up north. I talked about that in the podcast episode last week, so check that out. And I've got some exciting stuff coming up for the holiday season for you guys, not to mention reading more of like my autobiography. So that's really exciting. I'm working on that in the hopes of publishing a book here in the next year or so. This is one of my many, many goals. I hope your guys' mental health is doing great. You know where to get at me on social media at lindsayloomis.com. Check that out. Don't forget to um, rate this podcast. 
um, and leave a review. I would really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next Wednesday on another episode of Love Lindsay.